We're Jill and Jenna, sisters who believe that gut health is the baseline required to live your best life. But health is way more than that. So we've made it our mission to take a deep dive into gut health, mental health, fitness, nutrition, and more. Interviewing experts, having real conversations, and making sure that information is digestible. We used to be obsessed with soda as kids, but developed a distaste for it once we realized what was in it. Luckily, we found Olipop, a new kind of soda. Olipop is much, much lower in sugar than conventional sodas with only two to five grams of sugar from natural sources. Their vintage cola has just two grams of sugar as compared to a regular Coca-Cola, which has 39 grams of sugar. Their orange squeeze, my favorite, has five grams of sugar compared to the orange Fanta, which has 44 grams of sugar. Oh my goodness. Jill is obsessed with their cherry vanilla and says it is a must try. We love that their products are non-GMO, vegan, paleo, keto-friendly with less than eight grams of net carbs per can. For our Gut Talk fam, we've worked out a special deal. So you can receive 20% off of your order using the code GUTTALK at checkout. You're going to want to go to drinkolipop.com slash guttalk for your discount. We recommend trying the sampler pack. It's a great way to try all of their delicious flavors. Did you know that fiber is actually a major player in gut health, reducing bloating, balancing our microbiome, and for those into natural beauty, it also promotes glowing skin. And yet 95% of us are not getting enough, which means we are missing out on all of the incredible benefits fiber has to offer. Clear Digestive is out to reimagine fiber by offering a fiber plus prebiotic blend that perfectly balances soluble, insoluble, and prebiotic fiber to support overall digestive health. Their all-natural fiber blend is thoughtfully crafted from only real food ingredients like apples, flax seeds, and chia seeds and has no artificial sweeteners or fillers. Can I get an amen? Check out their website at cleardigestive.com and get 15% off when you use the code GUTTALK at checkout. Hello, Jenna. Hi, Jilly. I'm just trying to switch it out the way I say hello. hello. (laughs) Good evening. No. (laughs) I'm cutting that right now. So... When we're doing these solo episodes, I think it's entertaining to start out with some sort of story please, of something that is happening real time in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I felt old for the very first time twice in one week. The first one is a very so- small story. And it's uh, I was coaching a, a, a young girl in softball and she went to go see the Justin Bieber concert. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, did, she, did he play his new stuff or his old stuff? Like, you know, like the, the OG songs. And she didn't know what the OG songs mm. were. And like, it's like when mom, you know, mom not grew up with Madonna, but like right. she was there for the beginning of Madonna. So she knows, like she lived part of her life with like old Madonna versus new Madonna. And that's us with Justin Bieber, right? Yeah. She didn't know his old stuff. And I was like, I'm old. Right. Wow. And I wasn't, I wasn't upset, but I was, I was like, okay, that's, the, that was my first like real deal. Like, you are a grown up Jillian. Right. Like you don't know. The baby. Old, right. You, you don't know baby. Are you kidding? Right. So then, but what really like propelled this, what, like it went to the next level when you and I got into a verbal altercation with <laughs> somewhere between 12 to 14 year olds 
yesterday. And the story Shaggy goes. Shaggy hair. They were, they were hooligans. jeans. Hooligans. I, my first thought is, where is your mother? Oh, yeah. So um, very fitting because we're recording this on Mother's Day. But so the story goes, we're walking in downtown near our apartment and we love it. It's. You know, besides the trickling of homeless people, mm-hmm. you know, the weird guy who says he's doing bird surgery and then wants to pet our dog. Right. Majority of it is a lovely place to mm-hmm. live. And these two kids were knocking down every bird scooter in sight. And the first time I saw it, I was upset. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, we shook that one off. These medicines. Right. Is that medicines? Um, and then we saw them do it again. Mm hmm. And then they turned the corner and we were turning the corner to getting closer to our apartment. And there was a row of about 10 scooters. And that kid goes out of his way to knock down Oof. those bird scooters. And by the way, I bird every day. I yeah. love the company Just or lime. I am a bird stand. Birds go faster than lime. So I'm a bird, team bird. They knocked down all the scooters. Yep. And I I didn't even have time to think. I yelled. We, we lost it. Lost it. And, lost it. And normally when one of us gets really heated in a moment, mm-hmm. the other, it's like good cop, bad cop. Right. right? It happened when our old apartment complex, you kind of went bad cop, uh-huh. so I went good cop, right? Yep. We were two bad cops yelling at these kids. Yelling. You, what are you doing? Stop it right now. I don't even, I can't even Just, tell you what I said. I, what did you even say? You were like, your mother wouldn't be proud or no, something No, I didn't. Like no, I said, I said, you are what's wrong with society. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're picking up all these scooters yeah. and then they start yelling because that's why we're mad is because it's like, that's our, it's that's so our home. And it's, they thought it's they lame. so cool. Yeah. Like you are so lame. Oh, and by the way, this is, this set me off too. Mm-hmm. They were jeweling. Yes. And you know what? Normally I would, I would say something like, hey, but if you jewel, I don't get jeweling. We all grew up with D.A.R.E. or some sort of program that mm-hmm. says smoking is bad for you. The fact that these young kids who can't even drive a car are already tarnishing their lungs blows my mind. Right. So I'm like, you're a hooligan and you're a dumb hooligan. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, I yell at them. You're what's wrong with society. Which Jill's picking up the scooters. I'm picking up the scooters. They start yelling back at us. Because <laughs> mind you, what did I do? So Jenna goes... I- I whip out That's my phone. That's it. I'm calling the cops. <laughs> so I put my phone to my ear. And I, I you did such a good job because you dialed it. <laughs> I thought, and, and then I'm like, this has gone too far. Right. But you had just fake dialed I the cops. I totally fake dialed the cops. I wanted to scare the shit out of them. And we did. They ran away. Yep. And they might still be knocking down bird scooters, but not on our block. No, we think we did. <laughs> Not on our block. We did our civic, civil, civic ju- duty. I don't know which one, but Oof. we did our duty. We did our duty. As, an, as Austonians, uh, Austinians. Austinians. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did feel really old because I'm like, these kids. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But but really though, I mean, I don't, I guess we haven't talked about it too much, but we grew up with relatively stricter parents. I think mm-hmm. mom was a little bit looser but dad was no nonsense and if he ever saw or heard that we knocked down a scooter or like defamed property public embarrassment public embarrassment he would have grabbed us by the ear (laughs) given a little twist and we would have been drunk right oh absolutely never happened to me but i saw it happen to you once or twice 
Um, and I was just scarred. Yeah, I was triggered. Yeah, the that, jewel did it for me. No, for me it was just the. It sent me over the edge. They were so cool doing that and knowing we were watching them, and, and then he still knocked down all of them, and no regard for the community, and it no regard, <laughs> and, and it was bright. It was daylight. It was, it was 4 p.m. Yeah, 3 or 4 p.m. We were on the way back from Trader Joe's. So anybody, if you're in Austin, Jill and I have got your back. <laughs> we are the we are the first people to go and save the city. Yep. Um, Batman and Robin, if Batman you will. Batman and Robin, if you will. Yep. The gut health version. Amen. Yep. Broccoli so. and carrots. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I will tell you, never say that again. You know what popped up in my head is daddy daycare. <laughs> B-R-O-C-C-O-L-Y. I am the broccoli and don't know why. Wow. As I'm wearing bright orange shorts. Oh, man. I just looked down. I saw zero green. I'm the carrot. Okay. You could take that one. Anyway, tears are flowing. I mean, I know it's funnier in person. I wish there was some sort of camera that caught us yelling. I had the whole like hand movement, the like shame on you, finger point. The phone to my ear. Yeah. Ah, good times. Someone must have witnessed that. Just one person. I hope so. We were yelling and our voices carried. Yeah. Yep. We were shook after. Yep. And then Jenna's Jenna does the classic like knows too much about the body. She's like, our Right. I'm like, that just threw off my nervous system. Right. I'm need to take a quick break. <laughs> Adrenal cocktail coming right? your way. All right. Okay. Broccoli. So, all right, care. <laughs> I no. All right, we're done. Yep. Well, today we wanted to talk about the importance of really healing everything Mm -hmm. and having this really open mindset and holistic approach to not just fixing your gut, but changing your lifestyle. Yeah. Because as we always say, you can take a probiotic or your greens powder all you want, Mm -hmm. but if you're not getting good quality sleep and you're not doing the things to clean up per se, your environment and the, the different things that contribute to health, you're only going to see so so much of results right like you're only going to improve there's a threshold like there's a a barrier that you will hit yeah right yeah um and i know from experience Mm -hmm. but i've made so many changes and so have you in our our lives and i think it would be really helpful not to like just go off on a rant but actually talk about the changes we've made yeah um because they're they're doable and i found them to be wildly helpful and have results that I never really realized could be possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so where do you want to kick off with that? So I mean, you said it pretty well, and I love that. And it's the truth. It's your environment is either going to be a place of healing and health or going to be, you know, your worst enemy. But define environment. Environment would be where you live, your job, the people you surround yourself, the activities you do. And also, not everyone can control their job. Yeah. My favorite thing is mm-hmm. when influencers mm-hmm. who, which we kind of are, mm-hmm. right, in our own right. Yeah. So I can say this. Like, I get it when influencers are like, then just quit your job, find a way, start recording everything. Some people can't. Yeah. So yeah. if you can't control your job, mm-hmm. we are giving you things you can control. Yeah. So keep going. Sorry. And we're saying this with 
acknowledging the fact that we understand you might be in a circumstance that's very difficult to get out of. Trust us when we talk about this, we have a lot of empathy for a lot of you. So I'm hoping that even you can take one thing and perhaps change it. Yeah. But we're going to give a lot of things and we're going to give examples of what we did for ourselves and knowing that it is a very much a work in progress for the two of us. I still have a lot of things I'd like to work on with myself, but I I set that intention every day to create an environment in a space for me that makes me feel good. Yeah. So starting off, I think one thing that we did, I mean, this is pretty extreme, but we moved. Mm -hmm. We moved from Virginia to Texas because one, we didn't want to stay in the same place that we grew up in personally. We loved growing up there, but we wanted a new environment and we did not like the weather. We didn't like cold winters. And I think I pushed it a little bit more than you because you had such a better and Mm -hmm. stronger and larger community than Mm -hmm. I did there. So I was like, this is really easy for me to leave outside of our family. For you, I think it was a lot harder and I really commend you for that. But I'm under this belief that like, I say this all the time and it sounds so cheesy, but I never stop thinking about the fact that we have one life to live. Mm -hmm. And if you don't try new things and you don't put yourself out there, your life will literally pass you by. No one is like, no one is going to push you to do these things, right? And when you move or you push yourself towards new experiences, you learn so freaking much about yourself. And I think you become more of the person you're supposed to be and it gives you the space to do so. And whether you're single or in a relationship, like putting yourself in new circumstances can create just so much growth. And so I was so happy that you were willing to do that. And it was hard for you. Mm -hmm. Like your first few months here, you struggled because I think it was the shock factor of every single weekend you were seeing all your best friends. And now Mm -hmm. it's just the Jill and Jenna show, not by choice, but because we really were so limited in friends. But like now we have all these different friends and these awesome communities. And we've learned from so many different people in so many different walks of life. And that has changed our perspective and our health in a way, because like we are different people. We have, we are evolved versions of ourselves. Yeah, totally. It's like whenever I go back home, it's this weird thing of recognizing how much I actually have changed because when I go back, I'm in the same environment that I used to be in, but I'm yeah. a different human and it feels crazy. And you love your friends and that's no yeah. shade to them. And mm-hmm. also one thing to note too, if you don't follow us that closely is we're from Virginia and then mm-hmm. Jenna went to Virginia Tech and we had friends from public school and also private school because we went to private high school. Yeah. Some of your public school and private school friends went to Virginia Tech. Mm -hmm. Then you joined a sorority and they kind of intermingled a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So then you almost had what I would call like a super group. Like all of these friends, everyone may not be in the same like clique per se, Mm -hmm. but they interact with each other. They overlap a lot. And so when you went back to Northern Virginia after college, the majority of them went too. Right. So you have had this strong sense of community since high school. Yeah. And they're wonderful people. I mean, I've always grown up with really amazing friends. Right. right? And the story isn't necessarily the same for you. No. When I go home, I don't, I don't, I'm not reminded that things have changed so much because I didn't really have tons of friends in public school. And then I didn't have tons of friends, honestly, in high school. Like I'd always felt like an outsider because I was playing softball on the weekends. I didn't really get invited to parties. And like any cool factor I had 
came from the fact that I was really good at softball. Yeah. Like mom didn't buy us or me at least like a lot of clothes because I was playing softball on the weekend. So I had my uniform and my practice stuff. And then we wore a uniform during the week. So I like didn't wear the cool clothes. I didn't go to the parties. I didn't want to drink or anything. But my point is like I my best friend in the world, Tori, mm-hmm. we played softball together too. So she went to my high school, but we also played softball on the weekends. And like I have some really wonderful friends and I have some really incredible people, but I have like one or two friends from all these phases in my life. And the majority of them are not at home either. Yeah. So I have never really felt that super strong sense of community. And I also went to school out of state Mm -hmm. and then I transferred for grad school to Duke. So I've had to kind of rebuild multiple times and it's allowed me to kind of create slightly different versions of myself with it, which I think is really healthy. I think it's like new versions of like a snake shedding its skin, if if you will. Yeah. And I think it comes down to the fact that, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, I think in one way you want to level up, right? You want to be the best version of yourself. You want to be healthier. You want to improve your gut health, whatever it is. And that's why we talk about this stuff is because we give these real life examples. And so Moving, yes, was a big catalyst for us in creating this awesome environment that we're in now. Right. So if you're if you're not happy in your space, like we are, we will say it takes about a year. Yeah. You have to give it time mm-hmm. and and maybe not go somewhere where you know absolutely no one unless that's like sounds incredible to you. Maybe go somewhere where you know a person or two. Yeah. But I mean, I would never take it back in a million years. Or if you are stuck in where you're at to maybe try something new, a new activity, a new hobby. Maybe it's a dance class or a rock climbing class. Like, I don't know, but something that's going to change your environment there so that you feel a new sense of purpose, passion, community, because not everyone can just pick up and move. I mean, moving was very difficult, right? I mean, it's a lot of expenses and everything that came with that. So that's one example of changing your environment. Another one is the people you surround yourself with. Are these people bringing you down, making you stressed out, making you hate yourself or your life? Or are they uplifting you, making you feel like a better person, inspiring you to do more things and just bringing you joy? I think cleaning up your environment in that sense when it comes to the people you surround yourself with can be really lonely. Yeah. Because I've always struggled with this because I think it stems from not having that many friends in school. Mm -hmm. I've always been very aware of that. But I'm at the point now where I'm pretty comfortable with not having that many friends because I'm really happy with the quality of those quality friends. Quality over and quantity. Honestly, yeah. I would. this is such a dramatic thing to say no one's lost more friends than me, but I've lost quite mm-hmm. a few friends in a sense of like was really, really close with people and I'm no longer close with them. And it's because for so long in my life, I let people get away with murder. Mm. I didn't call people out on their BS. I would rather myself be the uncomfortable one than them be the uncomfortable one. Mm-hmm. And I would say I'm at the point now where it's like, that's no more. Like I've had some pretty confrontational conversations with some of my friends recently, but they've been in, they've had such great outcomes. Mm-hmm. And actually one of my closest friends now in Austin, uh, I knew her before Austin and her and I have had multiple conversations where like, we are better friends to each other now than we've ever been because we're communicating in a really open fashion. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm so happy that I have like these really cool connections with people. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm saying all of this to say that 
it is scary to lose friends and it is sad and you mourn it and you go through all these things. That's why therapy is so great. When you start to distance yourself from people or maybe they're distancing themselves from you because maybe they don't love what we're doing with gut health or maybe, maybe they don't like the person that I've become, but I am liking the person I'm becoming and that's what's important. And I'm kind of preaching to myself right now Mm -hmm. as like a reminder, my therapist and I work on that all the time because it's like, yeah, I don't really talk to so-and-so anymore. Well, like what's wrong with that? Were they a good friend to you? Not really. Did they like do X, Y, and Z for you? No. So why are you sad? Because it's lonely. Yeah. Because you had really great memories with them. Mm -hmm. And so again, free therapy, if you want my therapist advice, she's like, you can still love those memories. Like they served a purpose in your life. And I used to hate that. And now I appreciate that much more. Like they were in chapters like four through six, but like that's where they stay, you know, and appreciating what they gave to my life, but like also identifying that maybe that's not, they're not in this chapter for whatever reason. And probably for a good reason. Yeah. Because I don't think it's any bit beneficial to surround yourself with toxic human beings and maybe toxic's the wrong word. It's definitely overused, but human beings that aren't in for your best interest. Yeah. Well, and you said something a while ago to me that was like, you're so goofy Mm -hmm. and like you can tell how comfortable I am with someone by like how goofy I am around them. Yeah. And that's something like I've tried to look out for a little bit is like how goofy do I, and sometimes I'm just not in a silly goofy mood, Right. but can I, can I be myself? And if I can't, it's not worth it because mm-hmm. back to my one life situation, there's a TikTok that went viral like a year ago that was like the the advice of when you're 84 and you're sitting in that rocking chair, like would you – would that you be happy with the way you lived your life? Mm. And I think about that all the time and it's made me be a lot more selfish and I'm okay with that, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like – So we're throwing a lot of different perspectives around, but Mm -hmm. I mean, you and I have gone through such extreme growth Mm -hmm. that I think, and there's probably podcasts out there that talk about it. I know there are. And it was really helpful for me to listen to some of those that are like, hey, this is so uncomfortable or this sucks, but it's worth it Mm -hmm. because I'm like, okay, at some point we have to get to that spot and we're starting to get there now. Yeah, exactly. And thinking about our previous episode where we talk about your gut issues and everything that you can't heal in an environment that you hate. You can't expect to get better if there's so many things holding you back. So if it's a person that's holding you back, if it's a place, if it's, I mean, there's so many different things that can be holding you back from truly experiencing true health. I want to give a example um, of a client who we've had we had a discussion last week and she is working 12 hour days, crazy, crazy work hours that is causing her so much stress. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, I could explain, I could tell you to change what you're eating. I could tell you to take supplements, but the underlying issue is the fact that you are so stressed out from your job, that that is actually what you need to change in order to then truly heal. I didn't tell her this before. I actually told her after she told me that she's looking for a new job because she herself 
has recognized that that is what's contributing to her, if you will, illness or the fact that she does not feel well. And I too am someone that gets really stressed out by my job. Mm -hmm. And our friend Shayna has talked a lot about like changing the narrative. Mm -hmm. My job is going to be stressful no matter what. But I've started to change the narrative because a lot of the pressure in jobs comes from ourselves. And so I've done a lot of like little things. And I think this is so individual. So whatever works for you. But like for me personally, like I have changed the way I do to-do lists I've changed. Um, I'm. I've been so much more proactive to things and not letting them happen to me in like phone calls and just things I have to do, mm-hmm. and that has shifted it a lot too. So it was a call out for me, and maybe it's a call out for you. Like, is there anything in your job that you can do differently to make it less stressful? Because my job will always be stressful, but it's less stressful now that I've changed the way I operate day to day. Yeah. And also another thing, I haven't even told you about this, but I'm going to start working more out of the house Mm. because I think that going to a different environment and where I can focus more is going to help me Mm -hmm. um, feel less stressed. And so like that's a literal change in environment that I think is going to really help me. Yeah. No, I love that. And it's crazy to think about this because I think some of us are so stuck in our ways that we don't even acknowledge that some of the things that we do or even our thoughts, which we we can get into, are truly impacting our ability to thrive. And I know with myself, I've let go of a lot of things in my life. I personally do things 80 or 90% of the time, only the things that I want to do. You are such a different human. I remember like when you got out of college, it was so weird for me to see you change so much. Yeah. And I knew it was like good change and I never really called it out. Mm-hmm. But in college, you were destroy your body for the sake of fun and not like craziness, <laughs> but like you stayed out insane hours. Yeah. Senior year, you were drinking like four to five times a week and you mm-hmm. were a blast. I used to wake up in the morning for class to the most ridiculous text (laughs) messages from Jenna at like 3 Mm a.m. Jilly, I am da-da-da-da-da. I am like, jeez. (laughs) Right? Yeah, it was wild. And you are not that person anymore. Like you very rarely do anything that's willing, that could potentially like not risk your health, but like Mm -hmm. negatively impact it. Yeah, I think because when I had really bad issues right after college, right, with bloating and my gut and everything, anxiety, really anxiety, it completely shifted my perspective on how I wanted to live my life. Yeah. Did I want to continue going down the path of complete anxiousness, running myself to the ground, feeling like shit all the time? Or did I truly want to become where I am today, being a freaking podcast host having minimal to no gut issues and really, if you will, thriving the majority of the time. And it's like, I love where I'm at now, but it's taken a lot of setting boundaries, doing what I wanted to do. Well, your friends were like, I think all a lot of your friends, I mean, they, I don't think they necessarily said it to you, but everyone noticed. Right. Like when Jenna, who used to go out four to five times a week, started staying in on Fridays and Saturday nights and like reading books. I mean, it was a big deal. Right. But I did what I wanted to do to improve my health. And let me just say, it's not come at the most, you know, it's not been this most, the most free flowing, easiest time of my life. It's been difficult and I've had to go through different things, but 
I'm a very different human than I was yeah. in a good way. Yeah. And maybe I'm not the most like crazy wild get drunk on a Saturday night person, but I think I offer Sometimes a lot of, you are. I mean, yeah, right. Don't get me wrong. Like I still like to have fun, but I also am saying I do things in the interest of my health and myself because I truly believe that's what you have to do in order to truly thrive in your life. And I think if you didn't make those changes, you would, the, the new people you meet mm -hmm. would be a different type of person. Exactly. And then like, exactly. I could only see it spiraling in the wrong direction right. instead of the right direction. Who am I attracting, attracting into my life right now? Dope people, mm -hmm. people that are successful, people that are into health, people that have a lot of things going for them can have really great conversations, can have really great conversations. Yeah. And that feels a lot better than who I was potentially attracting in my past. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I always, this stuff interests me. Like it's what I want to be doing in my life. Um, and it's how I want to feel. And so that's why we've said this before, but I truly believe you have to be selfish. Yeah. And it doesn't mean like tearing other people down or doing it at the expense of someone else's happiness, but you can't provide to others if you don't first provide to yourself. Another thing too, like as far as just like environment goes in a very loose term mm -hmm. is social media. Yeah. I've muted so many people. Yeah. I don't like to unfollow people I know sometimes because I'm really not trying to hurt anyone's feelings. And maybe I think too much of myself that I could hurt their feelings. So <laughs> I just mean like I don't want to cause right. – I don't want to stir the pot. Mm -hmm. But if you see someone constantly on social media that irritates you, you are constantly like just like creating friction in your environment. Mm -hmm. And the reality is is I'm not going to stop looking at social media. So I just like have muted a bunch of people or like if they are influencers, I unfollow them. Yeah. Like anyone who really edits their pics pretty much. I have unfollowed because right, it's not good for your mindset, your mental health. No, it. I want to follow image. real looking people yep. who post about real things. I actually follow quite a bit of moms, which is kind of funny. Love little, that. little kids are really cute right? and fun. Hey, and they're more real. Like they're yeah. more realistic. I love um, that. So that's like another tangible thing that you can do and change um, because that's helped me a lot is like, just don't look. And, and if you want to unfollow them, do it. Yeah, exactly. Amen. You know? And I think the last thing that we can talk about is more of like the mindset and thoughts around health and improving your life. So I remember when I first started out on the journey that I've been on now, I had a really positive outlook. I knew that my body was going to be healthy. It maybe wasn't healthy in that state that I was in, but I had faith that that was going to happen. And I started to really feel that. And I think your thoughts, and you, I've mentioned him so many times, but I'm really a big fan of Joe Dispenza and how your thoughts dictate so many things. Your body literally follows like your thoughts. Like if you think you're going to be this healthy person and you feel that, it's going to happen. And it's very difficult and way easier said than done. But this environment you put yourself in, if you're struggling right now with gut issues, whatever it is, and you were only thinking negative thoughts, you're really doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's also along the lines of your mindset, your mentality. Jill, you're saying you're looking around and you're so grateful for everything that's happening to you. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. Doesn't that feel amazing? Yeah. I mean, it really does. I think I think we've talked about this before, but especially coming from the collegiate athlete space, 
my mental health was I was so mean to myself. Mm -hmm. And like, honestly, I kind of still am really working on that, though. Um, We're going to have, I think, some people on eventually. We've started to have those conversations with some collegiate athletes because because I was in that world, Mm -hmm. um, there's been three female collegiate athletes that have committed committed suicide in the past, I think, 30 days. And that is mortifying, but it's a huge red flag. There are some massive things with, there are some massive issues with um, the mentality and the environment, right? And I see that. I, I see so many things and like, it's not so far out to me that those girls made those choices. It is so sad and so terrifying, but I understand what it feels like to be in that, to be in spots where you're like, I am so unhappy and your mindset, you feel like you can't get out of it. And I always say this and I probably don't even say it enough. Mom and dad were for me lifesavers and they didn't even know it because they were just so supportive. Yeah, And I don't mean to take the conversation in that space because that's upcoming, but we want to talk about it. But I, I say that because the mindset I'm in now, I don't even know my old brain. Yeah. It's I, crazy. I don't. I really don't. Yeah. I used to, nothing was good enough for me. I was not good enough for me. I was never doing, I was never working hard enough. Um, everything could have been better, 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 better. And that's everything. And to be now in a place where driving down the road and I'm like, I'm so grateful that I volunteered at a coffee shop this morning because I got to have really fun conversation or I'm so grateful that I have found a workout schedule that is like something I look Mm -hmm. forward to like before. You created that for yourself though. And that's why I think we want to talk about this and bring this to light and just have these more of these conversations because it's, but all of you listening can do that. But it's not surprising that when I was in that brain of everything sucks, nothing's good enough. I can't get out of this place. I failed as a collegiate athlete in my mind. Now I'm pretty freaking proud of my career. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I went from a three-time all three-time high school All-American to not even p- starting consistently for the majority of my career. I'm like, wow, I I failed, right? It's no wonder I was so sick. Exactly. Now I had actual gut issues, but my mind was only perpetuating and creating a unhealthier environment for myself. Exactly. And that's why you nailed it. Yeah. And thank you. Yeah. I think that's why so many people are sick is because society we're in, the pressure we put on ourselves, the thoughts that we consistently think, and sometimes it's out of our control, but it's like, start shifting your mindset. One thing that I do when I'm on my game is that I literally start just, it's gratitude. It's thinking, it's literally walking outside and admiring everything or you don't need to be that dramatic, but it's just walking, doing your daily walks, your hot girl walks, whatever it is, and just making this life for yourself that feels good. And whether it's the sunset and admiring the sunset every freaky night and being like, wow, this is so Which amazing. Jenna does. She <laughs> yells from her room. Jill, you got to see the sunset. I do do that. But come on, guys. Like that is what you should be doing if you want to start creating this happiness, this ha- good health. The momentum will shift once you start doing these things. And Jill and I are spitting images of it. We're spitting images of what? Or um, reflections. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry, couldn't let that one go. Yeah, we're refl- whatever we are, but so we close, are but the product far. of 
doing these the things. environment we've created exactly yeah. and and to just summarize because yeah. we've been on a ton of tangents but the yeah. point is is your environment has a bigger impact on your health than you could ever imagine yep. and we're here to say I personally didn't believe that at first. I obviously now do. But no matter where you're at, you can always make those changes. It's not too late to start. And also just a, a huge warning sign for y'all. It's going to be difficult and it's going to be uncomfortable, but it is so worth it. Like I can't even begin. Well, we just did express it for <laughs> however long this podcast is. Start, start taking tart. Start taking small steps find areas, maybe have a conversation with a friend or a family member, whoever you feel comfortable with, and maybe map out a plan. It doesn't need to be so curated, but perhaps just start thinking of things that don't make you feel good and see if there's any changes that you can make surrounding that. Yeah. And it's a place to start. Yeah. Just start somewhere. Start somewhere. And also like if you are starting somewhere and you make a small change and you want us to like shout you out or applaud it like dms are Please. open there's nothing we love more than hearing that you guys are bettering yourselves and we get dms every single day and it, jenna tends to look at them more than i do but she'll like send me a text and keep me updated mm-hmm. and we're literally like celebrating you on our own yeah because it, it pumps awesome. us up yeah. and that's how we create less hooligans mm-hmm. that knock down scooters <laughs> is if we create a better environment for Amen, everyone baby. so if that's not full circle right. for the ending of a podcast i don't know what it is Amen. so uh as always thank you for coming to our gut talk mm-hmm. uh, and we will be back love you guys yep